You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, and welcome to episode 99 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and I'm flying solo today. No Suze, no Vicky, but I'm not alone. I do have with me a special guest, Mike Potter from the MacStock Expo. Hello, Mike. Well, hello. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, we spent the last half hour before we hit the record button talking about music, but you're here to talk about the MacStock Expo 2017. And for our listeners who are unfamiliar with MacStock, can you give us like a little uh, uh, history of the conference? A little primer of it. A little primer. Uh, as, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so I know you know, but I don't know if your listeners know that uh, I'm also a podcaster. I've been podcasting with uh, for Mac Eyes only for a little over 10 years now. And uh, one of the things that I enjoy most about it, and I actually just mentioned this on my own show last week. So if anyone is listening to both, uh, they will have heard this already, I think. But um, one of the things I enjoy the most about doing the podcast is that interaction with the listeners. And I'm sure it's the same with you. It's it's always a thrill for me to get an email to uh, have someone who has a problem with their Mac or has a question about Macs or Apple products in general and then to be able to help them work through that problem or to answer their question. And uh, I've actually <laughs> come to make several great friends through the, po through the podcast uh, all these years. And one thing that was always in the back of my head was, wouldn't it be great if I could bring all these people together in one place and actually get to meet them in person instead of just through email or just through Skype or, or what have you? And so sometime around 2009, I had this idea for uh, creating a, a regional, a local conference, you know, kind of a, at the time in 2009, Macworld was still going very strong. So it was kind of in my mind, a, a little mini Macworld, if you will, but just here in the Chicagoland area. And I mentioned it to my friend, uh, Barry Folk. A lot of folks know Barry. He appears in a number of different podcasts, but, uh, He's a good friend of mine who lives right down the road here and uh, mentioned that to him. And we sat down and, and talked about it for a bit. Nothing really came of it until uh, 2015 when Macworld was canceled. No Macworld. And uh, Barry was a little uh, crestfallen by that. He wanted to still see his friends that he sees at Macworld every year. So he decided he was going to put together a barbecue in his backyard and just invite people from all over to come out to his backyard here in the Chicagoland area and uh, enjoy an evening of, you know, food and friends. That was kind of his idea. And as soon as I saw this go out, I said, you know, Barry, we've been talking about this idea of a local conference, you know, all these years. And I'm looking at the names of people you've invited to your barbecue they are coming out. Why don't I do the conference and you do the barbecue? And so that's kind of how Max Talk was born. It was uh, actually 
the, that first year, 2015, was a very spur-of-the-moment type thing. I think we threw together the whole conference. Uh, well, he handled the barbecue part of it. But the whole conference from idea to finish uh, was about six to eight weeks, something like that. I remember like that. that, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we put it together really, really fast. Uh, but people were on board almost right away. Uh, Chuck Joyner and Allison Sheridan and uh, Tim Robertson and Guy Searle. I mean, they all said, oh, my gosh, yes, we'd love to come out. We'd love to present. And uh, how can we help? So it came together really quick. And I I was just floored. I mean, for, for an idea that was supposed to be regional, for people to come from not only both coasts of the country, but for folks to buy tickets and come to MaxDoc from Canada and from Holland and from England, I, I was, my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe it. And it was very exciting. It was a great event. It was a one-day event. And uh, as soon as it ended, folks said, okay, when is the next one? <laughs> and I said, well, give me, give me a minute. Give me a minute to, to think about this and put, put something together. So uh, we put together MaxDoc 2016. The second one was uh, last July. We expanded it to a day and a half. We had a lot more presentations. Uh, we brought the barbecue into the same venue as the uh, conference. And folks had a great time again. And they said, when is the next one? And can we have more? And so that brings us to today. We've got a much larger conference than we've had in the past. We've got two full days. And uh, Barry is doing something a little new this year uh, with the barbecue. He's he's created something called the Midwest Mac Mingle. So um, that I think that brings us up to date, doesn't it? I think so. <laughs> now, I've heard people talking in the past that they think this is similar to a Macworld conference, but it, it is and it isn't. Mm-mm. Can you explain yeah. the difference so that people understand, especially people who've been to Macworld, what they would expect if they go to Mac Stock Expo? Right. So the big difference is that uh, we're more a conference and Macworld, from the general attendee perspective, was a lot of expo. You know, so the original the original name I had was Mac Stock Conference and Expo. The focus became more MaxDoc Conference. Uh, we have had some very generous sponsors in the past couple of years. We've had OWC, who is local to MaxDoc, by the way. They are also based in Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, they've been very generous with their time and coming out and, and setting up a booth and providing items for giveaways. Uh, we've had McCallie participate with giveaways uh, for our attendees and things like that. But we're not so much expo you're not going to come to max doc and roam halls of table after table after table of vendors instead think of it as an opportunity to to learn you know to find out a little bit more about these devices that are in front of all of us i mean they're splayed out in front of me right now as we're talking uh to find out a little bit more maybe find out about uh find out something about your devices that you didn't know before uh, and as part of that, the idea behind it, because this is very important to me in my day-to-day business, the idea behind it is that it's for Apple enthusiasts of all experience levels. I mean, from the beginner 
on up to advanced. We're going to have a little bit there for everyone. And even if you think you know everything you need to know about a topic, I'm pretty certain you're going to walk away saying, huh, I didn't know that. And it may not be during the session. It might be in that time in between the sessions when you get to sit down or stand around with the presenter or with the other attendees and and just have that one-on-one -on -one time to talk about ideas that you've had or share information about the way you use your Apple products. And I think that's that's it. You know, it's it's all about that that interaction, that that community feel of Macworld versus the big expo, we're here trying to sell you something aspect of Macworld. Right. Now, as far as your speakers, um, you've increased the number of speakers from years past? Yeah. Um, so this year, uh, it's about the same number of speakers. Uh, we have 20 speakers. And in fact, uh, I'm actually talking to uh, someone else that I think I'm going to be able to fit into the schedule this year. So we may end up with 21 speakers. Now, last year we had 18. So it's really not that many more speakers considering we're at two full days. But what we're doing is we're, we're, I listened to the people who came last year and the year before who wanted a little bit more interaction time. And I've adjusted the schedule to account for that. So yes, we have a few more speakers. We have a few more sessions. Um, I think we have about eight hours of main stage content. Uh, but that doesn't include the deeper dive content where the speakers are allowed to uh, delve a little bit deeper into their topic if they choose to. So we have, uh, I believe it's almost two hours of deeper, deeper dive co uh, content on top of the eight hours of main stage content. And then we've got that four hours of networking time built in as well so that people can have that interaction that they wanted. Uh, was that, did that answer your question? <laughs> I, I think I went, I think I went off the rails there a little bit, That's okay. but uh, yes, we have more speakers and we have more sessions, but it's not necessarily a lot more than last year, even though we have uh, three or four more hours of conference time. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about what some of the topics are? Oh, gosh, yeah, we have some amazing topics this year. Uh, and one of the things I'm trying to do is, um, you know, sometimes when you ask folks for topics and they, they give you their presentation ideas, you get some topics with similarities, but they're not so similar that they're out and out duplicates. So what I'm trying to do wherever possible is pair some of these topics together uh, so that when folks walk out of you know, a, a session pairing. In other words, we'll have a session, a, sh a very short break as they switch speakers and then another session and then a longer break. Mm -hmm. Okay. So each hour, that's kind of the, the idea. Those two sessions that are paired together will kind of be of a similar topic. So for example, uh, Jeff Gamut is going to be talking about uh, smart home tech and his take on that is smart home tech for mere mortals. That's the title of his topic. Well, in there, of course, as part of smart home tech, he's going to be mentioning if this, then that, right? But he's not going to delve all that deep into it. Instead, we have Matt Hillier coming along right after him, who's going to be talking about how you can use if this, then that to automate your life, you know, tips and techniques you can use 
using that technology to build upon what Jeff told you about in the first session. Um, so that's that's an example of one of those pairings. Um, we also have some folks, uh, for example, uh, Dave Ginsburg is back again this year, and he's going to be talking about uh, being more efficient and organized with your life uh, through iOS. Okay. And then we have uh, Allison Sheridan is going to be talking about a, a cool app that I know she's very excited about called Wonderlist. And she's actually uh, done something for Don McAllister's show on Wonderlist. And uh, she feels feels very strongly about this program. And when someone feels strongly about a topic, you know they're going to be giving you some really good information about it because they use it all the time mm -hmm. and they're picking up all those hints and tips themselves. And those are the hints and tips that they're going to be sharing with the audience. Right. Um, then we have uh, something on the other end of the scale. Uh, Tom Piper is going to be talking about Apple Pages. And his approach is going to be, yes, it's a great word processor, but you know, did you know it's also a really great layout program? And oh, by the way, did you also know you can do this and this with it too? So he's going to be giving some of those tips and tricks to pages that maybe people who are day-to-day -day users don't even realize exist in the application. And then uh, let's see, um, what else do we have? Oh, I'm excited about this one because, and this is just a sampling, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to go down through the entire right, list. Right. Uh, if folks want to see it, they can go to maxdoc2017.com and click on schedule and all of the sessions will be listed there. Um, but Dr. Robert Carter gave a presentation last year on accessibility on the Mac, and it was very, very well received because he talked about things that the Mac can do that folks who don't depend upon accessibility on a day-to-day -day basis didn't realize were built right into the operating system, are just part and parcel of this fantastic ecosystem that Apple's put together for us. And has made the platform, all of the platforms, the Mac and, and iOS devices, incredibly accessible to those folks who need that type of functionality. Well, this year he's being a little bit more granular and he's talking about Braille on the Mac and on iOS and how it works. And uh, well, I guess I'm just reading his title, but how it works and uh, more importantly, why it's important that Apple build this into the operating system? Why is it important to people like Dr. Robert Carter that this be in there? And I'm really excited to, to hear that talk because um, he's, he's a fantastic speaker and uh, he builds a lot of humor into his talks as well. And then uh, let's see, we have uh, for the folks who uh, are, <laughs> well, everyone needs this, I guess, but uh, we have a couple talks on uh, troubleshooting your Mac and tips and tricks for what to do when you can't troubleshoot it and you actually need to bring it in for repair. What are the best ways to get your Mac repaired, for example? Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. And then uh, one that I think a lot of folks are really going to enjoy is uh, a session that's being called Video to Go 2. Uh, this is Wally Truinski. He gave a talk called Video to Go last year. And uh, he's back again this year, and he's expanding on his presentation last year. Folks really loved it. He gave an impromptu deeper dive, and uh, folks were just gathered around him in the cafeteria area uh, because they wanted to see firsthand these 
uh, products and ask him questions about the uh, uh, apps, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the apps that he presented on stage. And uh, it was so well received that he wanted to come back and expand on his talk this year. And then uh, one that's very important to me, and I'll, I'll end on this one, uh, but uh, one that's very important to me because this is kind of how I got started with personal computers is um, a talk from David Cohen on the Raspberry Pi and other microboard computers. And the reason this is important to me and, and the reason I think this is important to everyone is that these devices are inexpensive and they make technology incredibly accessible to uh, kids who want to learn more about it. And I think this is an exciting field and it's one that, um, again, I said it's important to me because I started with the Sinclair line of computers, which, uh, I, I know I've mentioned this, maybe this was on uh, Chuck's show, I mentioned that, uh, you know, back then when you bought one of these computers, you had to put the darn computer together yourself, <laughs> and then you actually had to program it. Right. You know, it wasn't just turn on and go. And that's what these Raspberry Pis are as well. And so it encourages learning, and it's uh, it's a great way to get more kids interested in technology and learning how technology works and then becoming professionals in the in the technology field. And uh, I'm excited to hear his talk uh, because he's had a similar uh, <laughs> had a similar start in in technology as I have. When I was reading through the speakers list, um, I was really impressed and hopefully the listeners have picked up on this of the variety, like you mentioned, between iOS and Mac and repair and a little more advanced and a little more beginner and even uh, Dave Hamilton talking about mesh networking, which because of him, right. I now have Eros because listening <laughs> to listening to him talk about it, uh, I would love to listen to David Cohen about the Raspberry Pi. Just not that I'm necessarily going to buy one, but maybe I will because I know like they're what thirty forty dollars. They're not expensive. It's something to learn. It's something new. Keep your brain active. Something to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, just you know, uh, looking at things like um, I love going through the list too. Uh, troubleshooting your Mac. As much as right. we love our Macs, there's always something going on. So it's nice to be able to try to fix some of these things ourselves. Um, pages, the senior moments that Melissa Davis and Jody Spangler will be working on, and. The one that I really wanted to look into was what you first thing you mentioned, the smart home tech and the IFTT, because I have yes. an Amazon tap. I have a, um, what's the small one? The, uh, the dot. The dot. But I haven't really put it through its paces, so I would love to learn some of these things. So I think these are really good, yep. nice variety for people. And that's the idea. The idea is to provide just a little bit of something for everyone. And that that's also the idea. Uh, folks have asked me about this. That's the idea behind the sessions being only 20 minutes. Uh, the idea is that this gives the speaker an opportunity to focus on their topic and to find one thing about it that they feel is very, 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 very important for everyone to know about and to present that and let people walk away not feeling overwhelmed but feel like they actually picked up something new. Mm -hmm. And then you have all those other people to speak with in the breaks, 
You know, what did you think? Yes, what is your tip? Exactly. You know, what did you think about this? Hey, I tried that and it works. He's right. You know, so that's that's good. That's that's one of the things that's that's really good is the is the com- camaraderie. Exactly. Exactly. So I very often when I talk about what MaxDoc is, I simply refer to it as a community event because like a podcast and uh, like other community events and, uh, you know, there's a few we can name out there, uh, whether it's a, a music, uh, you know, an, an event based on music or an event based on technology or an event based on programming. There's a lot of independent community focused events and MaxDoc is one of them. And the thing about it is it's not just the general public that's coming. It's folks who are as passionate about these products as you are. And that's what makes for very interesting conversations in the hallway. So last year, Barry's Barbecue was on-site. This year, it's off-site? They're not calling, right. they're not calling it the barbecue anymore. They're <laughs> not calling it the barbecue anymore. So one of the, okay, <clears throat> more history for you. So in 2015, with the barbecue being held in Barry's backyard, of course, he could have anything at that barbecue he wanted to in terms of food, in terms of drink, in terms of, you know, it was his. It's his yard. He can he can do what he wants. Now, last year, because of the distance between the barbecue uh, in 2015 and MaxDoc itself, that was a little difficult for people to manage. To, to get from one place to the other. So we said, all right, well, let's try to bring them closer. So we brought the barbecue onto the same campus where the MaxDoc Conference Center is. Well, the key word I just used was campus. Uh, being a college campus, there are rules in place for what you can and cannot have in terms of food products. <laughs> and one of those food products you can't have is alcohol. So uh, the the craft beers, the local breweries that Barry wanted to bring in, we couldn't bring in because of that rule. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to explore other options for this year. Uh, the Midwest Mac Barbecue, uh, which is now being called uh, the Midwest Mac Mingle. Uh, you know, that's Barry's event. And I wanted him to hold the event in the way that he wanted to, to hold it. So he found a great venue. It's actually in Woodstock. It's in the historic square of Woodstock. It's called Mix and Mingle. And uh, it's actually pretty cool what he's doing this year. So he's got, <laughs> he he's going to actually have a band. He's going to have a live band there, which is going to be very cool. We haven't had that before. And and this is something that folks have wanted. They wanted some entertainment for the, the uh, evening. Uh, but then he's going to have something that he's calling the touch bar. Now, the touch bar is going to be an open bar. Uh, it's going to offer wine and beer, but also for those folks who, who don't imbibe, it's going to have soft drinks and water. And then he's also going to have uh, a wide range of um, kind of finger foods mm-hmm. and then desserts as well. So uh, there's going to be food there. It's not going to be a, a full meal like the barbecue was, but there's going to be plenty of food for people to, you know, uh, have a, have a nice bite to eat, as it were. And then he's also going to be able to offer the, the wine and beer and, and soft drinks. Um, but then later on in the night, uh, he's going to have a, a band in called Something for Joey. That's the name of the band. They're a local band here to the area. 
and uh, they are a 70s cover band. So uh, what Barry is saying is that uh, he's hoping this is going to bring people back to the early days of Apple as the band plays favorites from the 70s. So uh, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, that's that's pretty much the the evening. So uh, for anyone who uh, buys a premium ticket, they're going to get the conference and they're going to get the mingle as well as part of that ticket. Uh, but if anyone is uh, coming to MaxDoc and their you know their partner or spouse is traveling with them but isn't maybe going to be attending the conference, uh, the, their companion can also come to the mingle if they want to. We're going to have a separately available uh, ticket just for that. Okay. Well, since we're talking about tickets, do you want to go over the pricing? Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. So I just alluded to that a moment ago. Uh, one of the things that folks asked for last year, and again, this is listening to the attendees and making sure that we, you know, accommodate their wishes, you know, what makes it easier for them to come out to MaxDoc. And one of the things that folks wanted is they wanted the opportunity to uh, buy a ticket, but you know, they, they, they can't make the barbecue. So is there a less expensive ticket that doesn't include it? Or, you know, we only want to come on Saturday or we only can come on Sunday because of work obligations or what have you. So we actually have three different uh, ticket tiers this year. We've got a premium ticket that is kind of an all-inclusive package that uh, gives you everything. It gives you that Saturday and Sunday admission to MaxDoc, uh, all the main stage uh, sessions. It's, uh, of course, going to include lunch on both Saturday and Sunday. Everyone's going to get their T-shirt. Um, and it includes admission to Barry's Midwest Mac Mingle Saturday night. Then we have a standard ticket. The standard ticket is the ticket that doesn't include the mingle. So it's it's got everything that the premium ticket has except for the Midwest Mac Mingle Saturday night. So that's for the folks who have other things going on Saturday and they can't make it out to the mingle. And then we're going to have those single day tickets that are just for the conference on Saturday or just for the conference on Sunday. So uh, the way these are priced is the premium ticket is $199, the standard ticket is $169, and then a single-day ticket is $89. Now, having said that, and I, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and offer this now. Uh, I didn't know if this was something that uh, you wanted to talk about later, but I have a coupon code for your listeners. Okay. So anyone who's listening and wants to attend MaxDoc, and you want to save a little bit on your ticket price, if you use the coupon code three, and that's actually the number three, three geeky ladies, you'll save $30 off your ticket, whether it's a premium ticket or a standard ticket. Unfortunately, it doesn't apply to the single day tickets, but if you can uh, come out for the full weekend and uh, you want to purchase the premium ticket or the standard ticket, you can save $30 with three geeky ladies. So, uh, that's, that's my offer to your listeners and hopefully that'll. Is there an expiration date on that? No, actually, you know what? I'm going to make that available for anyone who hears this from now on up until the weekend of Max. Okay, that's great. It's very generous. Okay. Listeners, you heard it. Use a number three geeky ladies with a number three, not the way I say it with the three spelled out three geeky ladies coupon code, get $30 off a ticket. Well, I wanted to make it easy to type in. <laughs> okay, that is that's great. Thank you for offering that. 
Now, uh, oh, I, and then as I mentioned a moment ago, if someone does have a, a premium ticket and, you know, their their spouse is along for the ride, but they're like, you know, come on, I, I, I don't want to sit there and listen to people talk about Apple stuff all weekend. But boy, it would be great to go to the Mingle. You can buy your premium ticket. And then there's also a um, Midwest Mac Mingle only ticket that you can use and, uh, you know, bring them along to the, the fun on Saturday night. Now, will they buy that when they buy their ticket to the conference, or do they buy that at the door to the to the mingle? Well, uh, they should buy it. Yeah, we're not going to be selling them at the door to the mingle, so uh, they should buy it when they buy their conference ticket. That's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay. And is that how much? Do you know how much that is? Yes, uh, that'll be thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars. Okay. Now. The, you know, the cool thing about the Mingle is that if you are going to the Mingle, whether it's a premium ticket or a, uh, a, a single standalone ticket, is everyone who goes to the Mingle is going to get, this is actually pretty cool, uh, this is a limited edition Mac stock pint glass. So everyone who comes along is going to get one of those as well. So uh, that, that includes if you're only coming for the Mingle. So, you know, if you're inviting your husband or wife along and uh, they're coming along, they'll get one. And you'll get one too if you have that premium ticket. So, yeah, a useful kind of a cool little perk, and I'm yeah. I'm throwing that in. That's my thing. That's not. Uh, I just told Barry I wanted to do that. Anyone who comes out, they're going to get one of these, and uh, I I thought it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's a useful souvenir. It is a useful <laughs> souvenir. That'll be great. So um, I think we've covered pretty much everything except for something new that's taking place at the conference. Mm, well, there's a couple new things taking place. Uh, you might be referring to the My Mac Game Show quiz. I wasn't referring about? to that, but that is one thing. I'm talking about the Mac Stock Swap. Oh, <laughs> the Mac Stock Swap. Yeah. So this is an idea I had. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, uh, but it's it's something that I, I actually had this idea last year, but I had the idea far too late if I'm being honest, to implement it for 2016. So the idea, this is called, the full name is the Mac Stock Swap Trading Zone. And the idea of this is that we all have little bits and bobbles of electronics and books and software sitting around that we don't know what to do with. Uh, I know I've got a big bin of it at the office, and we may very well find a bunch of this stuff at the Mac Stock Swap Trading Zone, uh, for people to pick up, but we've all got this and we want to get rid of it. And the thing is, we often see these tables with stuff on it and we want to take it. So this is people's opportunity to bring stuff that they no longer want to MacStock, put it out on the table and maybe walk away with something that they need in return. So it's, um, the idea is that there's no money to be tr trading hands. Uh, this is, uh, anything that folks who attend want to bring with them and drop off and, uh, uh, leave on the table. Folks can come along and take it with them back home again. And, uh, uh, the only, there, there's, there's really aren't very many rules to it. If I'm, uh, uh being honest, um, the only rules really are that if someone is going to bring hardware with them whether it's a, you know, a, com a computing device or whether it's a cable or whatnot, that hardware has to be in working condition. Uh, and if it's not in working condition, you know, let's say it's an old piece of Apple gear and 
you think someone might just want it because it's an old piece of Apple gear, mm-hmm. label it that it doesn't work or, you know, here's here's what's wrong with it. Just make sure you label it so that no one is surprised when they get home. So that's the hardware must be in working condition or labeled otherwise. Software, if it's left, must include all the original discs and all the original licenses. I don't want any duplicated discs or photocopies of licenses left on the table. This has to be original stuff. And the third rule, as I already mentioned, is no money is to change hands. Um, that's just that's just an avenue I didn't want to go down. This, you, you, you know, if you're going to come out and, and leave stuff, you got to be willing to part with it. And, uh, you know, you might actually go home with some other piece of equipment in exchange. Mm-hmm. So that that's how it works. I don't I don't know. It's just this idea I had. I don't know if it's going to work out or if it's not going to work out. But anything that does not get taken at by the end of the conference is either, depending on condition, going to be properly and responsibly recycled or boxed up and brought back again for 2018. Okay. So that's what it is. I <laughs> it'll be an int- it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Yeah, I mean you're not going to know unless you try. Right. So so you also mentioned the game show. Yes, the My Mac Game Show Quiz. So this is Tim Robertson and Guy Searle. And uh, at the end of MacStock last year, you know, Tim has been hosting the roundtable. We've had a roundtable the first two years, and the roundtable was an opportunity for the speakers to come up on stage and for uh, uh, folks in the audience to ask them questions and to, uh, or maybe just to introduce themselves and give a little bit of a, a background, a little history into who they are and, and, you know, why they love Apple products or what have you. Well, this year, um, uh, we're going to do something different. And it's because at the end of MacStock last year, Tim came up to me and said, Hey, you know, we used to do this thing at Macworld called the My Mac Game Show Quiz. And uh, Tim would be up on stage, he said, and he would present questions. And uh, Guy would be kind of the one running around the audience like a chicken with his head cut off, uh, you know, putting the microphone in people's faces who know the answers to these questions. And then they would award prizes to them. So that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to give it a try. It's the My Mac Game Show Quiz, and it's going to be hosted by Tim and Guy. And uh, they're making arrangements with uh, sponsors for prizes mm-hmm. that they're going to have. And in fact, I was uh, communicating with one earlier today that I'm hoping is going to donate some gear as well. And uh, we should have some pretty cool stuff that they're going to be just giving away to folks who get the right answers to their questions. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's really what it's meant to be. It's not meant to be, unlike the rest of the conference, the My Mac Game Show quiz is not meant to be an educational experience it's not meant to be uh serious it's meant to be fun and it's it's a nice break in the first day and if we need it the second day tim said you know he'll be ready to go on sunday too if we have some downtime or uh you know if we have uh, some extra stuff to give away so uh it'll be a lot of fun and i'm kind of looking forward to it myself even though i don't think i'm qualified to win anything as the organizer i don't know Maybe you can make some exceptions. <laughs> that, no, it's, it does sound that, like that a lot. That would look of, very good, I don't It think. does sound like a lot of fun. And Tim is very good with off the cuff. Mm-hmm. He can just come up with things off the cuff. And Guy will be the one who brings the comedy. Right. Because if you've ever met Guy, he's like six foot 
20. I mean, you know, he's he's really tall. He's a big guy. And he likes to do the, uh, like the Phil Donahue kind of, put the microphone in your face, the way Phil Donahue used to get down on one knee. <laughs> so Yes. Yes, he did. So that will be a lot of fun. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Let the listeners know about the conference itself. I, I think we touched you know, on I, everything. I think we touched on everything. I think uh, the only thing I'd want to share is that um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the feedback I've gotten from folks uh, has been fantastic the first two years. And again, uh, as a community conference, I just want folks to know that a lot of what's happening this year, the extra sessions and more speakers and more time, this is a result of the feedback I've received from the attendees. Uh, in my mind, it's very much a two-way street. You know, I want folks to enjoy this. And, and while they have enjoyed it, they said, boy, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had more time or if we did this or we did this? Well, I'm trying to implement it wherever I can. And in some cases I can't, some cases I can, but um, I, I'm hoping to make this a conference that everyone uh, enjoys, has a good time, and, oh yeah, by the way, walks away saying, boy, I actually learned something new this weekend, and it was uh, it was worth the trip out. Yeah. Oh, now that I'm thinking of it, you do have a block of hotels set aside, hotel rooms. Yes. Uh, yes, actually we do. Uh, so we do have a preferred partner hotel. That's the Hampton Inn of McHenry. Uh, one of the nice things about that hotel is if you don't care to be uh, renting a car or driving around yourself, they're offering shuttle service not only to and from the conference, but also to and from the Mac Mingle uh, Saturday night. So uh, they're very generous in doing that for us. And they've set aside a block of 30 rooms, which I know a number of them have already been booked. So uh, those rooms are starting to uh, fill up. Uh, but they reserve those at a, a special rate. And then we also have two other hotels who stepped up as overflow hotels, the uh, Comfort Inn of Crystal Lake and then the Holiday Inn of Crystal Lake. And they've both set aside uh, initially 10 rooms. And in the case of the Comfort Inn, they have said that they will continue to expand that block uh, as much as they can until they fill up. So, yeah, there's three hotels who've offered blocks of rooms, and they're all listed on the lodging page at MaxDoc2017.com. Okay, great. So, you just mentioned MaxDoc2017.com is where people get all the information about the conference. If people want to get in touch with you, find out a little bit more about you, where should they go? Well, uh, you can, of course, go to MaxDoc2017.com. Uh, you're not going to find out a lot about me there, but you'll find out a lot about the conference. If you want to interact with me, I can be found on Twitter at MaxDocExpo. And then, of course, my podcast is ForMacEyesOnly.com. And my Twitter handle for that is at ForMacEyesOnly. Mike, I want to thank you so much for joining us, letting us know. Listeners, please, if if you can make it out there, go. It's going to be a fabulous time. I'm doing everything in my power to get out there. So I hope to see you there this coming summer, July 15th and 16th. You know, we probably should have I mentioned know, the I, dates. It's just occurring to me right now. We huh. had never even mentioned it. Wow. <laughs> we hadn't mentioned the dates. Boy, I'm really bad at that. July. Uh, July 15th and 16th, 2017, near Woodstock, Illinois. It's actually at the uh, McHenry County College. Uh, the Luke Conference Center. It's a beautiful conference center. 
It accommodates up to 350 people. It's, it's just a gorgeous center. They're, they're great to work with there. And uh, I'm actually very, you know, I'll give them a little plug too. Uh, we do have a lot of folks who have special dietary needs. And I will say that they're, um, <laughs> they're caterers. Uh, we actually use the caterers of the college. Their caterers really do a yeoman's job of making sure that everyone who has special needs uh, with their diet is uh, being taken care of. So uh, I'm pleased to work with them every year, and I'm happy that we can be with them again this year, too. Okay. July 15th and 16th this summer. July 15th and 16th. Hope to see you there. Listeners, thank you so much for listening for listening to this episode. Mike, thanks for being on. Suze and Vicki will be back for the next episode, and we will talk to you next time. You made a few boo-boos, right? You coming out for one of your biggest events. That's true. And all I saw was him looking down, reading the auto cue. For heaven's sake, Mr. Cook, get your mm together. And you don't know what you're talking about. For your biggest product. I was not (laughs) impressed at all. (laughs) Even even the Japanese guy who can't speak English did a better job than Tim Cook. (laughs) You're listening to the G-Men.